Good morning, church. It's good to be back in the pulpit after a month off. By the way, much thanks to all those who have blessed us over these last several weeks with uh, messages. Uh, Betsy reading my sermon, and then Joey and uh, Amy, Pastor Amy and uh, Pastor Tim. Thank you all. So uh, I want to start where Denise left off this morning with the Advent devotional, which I didn't know until I heard it this morning where that was going. And I mentioned the first service, I would almost like to redo my message after hearing that devotional. But the focus this morning is on peace. And I think it was a good reminder that that peace can't just be something personal or private. Remember uh, Frank uh, Costanza in Seinfeld? He learned a little self-help phrase, serenity now! Serenity now, anytime, anytime something was disruptive around him. And, and, it can, and peace can become very selfish when, we're, when, when it's our own private peace or serenity that we're trying to uphold or hang on to and unwilling to deal with difficult things or, or wrestle with hard things or even ignoring the plight of others around us who are not at peace. The peace that God gives to us is, is one that is for us but it is also for us to uh, share with others and for us to work toward. So the lesson this morning for this last Sunday of Advent uh, comes from uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, begin beginning with verse 8. This is the account of the angels announcing the birth of the Christ uh, to the shepherds on the hillside outside Bethlehem. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. At Christmas we hear this sentiment repeated. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Peace to those on whom God's favor rests. These are the glad tidings heralded by the angels to the shepherds in Bethlehem the night that Jesus was born. And unless the angels got it wrong, somehow the coming of Christ translates into peace for the earth and good news for all of humanity. God comes as gentle as a helpless baby. The Son of Man came that we might become sons of God. God shared in our divinity in our humanity, that we might share in his divinity. Peace on earth, goodwill toward mankind. And the angel's song accurately reflected the ancient prophetic promise of a future Messiah who would bring peace. Isaiah, speaking of that coming kingdom, wrote, the wolf will live with the lamb and the lion will eat straw like the ox. They will neither harm nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. And then Isaiah and the prophet Micah both make this declaration. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. 
Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Peace or shalom is God's vision of the future, assured by the Prince of Peace. We are moving toward peace, though there certainly are times of upheaval and unrest where peace, but peace is the goal. It is the bent of history. It is the arc of the big God story. It is the penult of human destiny. Peace or shalom is the plan and the purposes of God. We might wish that peace was immediate or complete, but most of the good things of God's kingdom have small and humble beginnings. Yeast, a seed, a newborn baby. Like faith, hope, and joy, peace also must be birthed in us, arise in us, and overtake us. The Advent peace that we celebrate and contemplate is a coming peace, a peace that, may, that we may experience now, that peace of God that passes understanding, peace in the midst of chaos, peace despite unrest, peace that, claimed, that, 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 um, peace that calms our fears, washes away our anxieties, melts away bitterness and strife, while we await a greater and a final peace to come. You know, there was little peace in Bethlehem that night that Jesus was born, the night that the angels announced peace over Bethlehem. Roman occupation, a forced census, people uprooted, no place for a poor couple expecting a child, shepherds showing up unannounced, and not long after that, uh, visitors from the east, strangers, uh, Gentiles, the Magi, and then the threats of Herod. Violence, bloodshed, the slaughter of the innocents and the Holy Family forced to flee as refugees to Egypt. And peace still eludes Bethlehem to this day. It is caught in a conflict between, Palestinian and, uh, between Palestinians and Jews, between Arab and Israeli. Bethlehem to this day is a walled city, a city under siege, a touristic prison. If you saw pictures of Bethlehem, it is, it is literally, it's like being inside of a prison. There are walls that are up 12, 15 feet with barbed wire around the tops of, of them. The people living there today suffer a devastated economy, strife, no place to expand or breathe. And the gate to the city, if you go to Bethlehem to this day, the gate of the city is a checkpoint with armed guards. Whether it is Bethlehem, Beirut, Bombay, Buffalo, or Bustai, you don't have to go far to find unrest. Sometimes all you have to do is look into the mirror, right? Our hearts sometimes can be anything but peaceful places. Anxiety, worry, fear, bitterness, sorrow, sin, and struggles. There are times when it feels like a battle, like a tug of war within us. Some struggle more than others to find peace, to be at peace. Like Bethlehem, you may Feel like your heart is under siege, walled in, no room to breathe. Noise, busyness, distractions, amusements crowd our hearts. There is little time or space to be still, to contemplate, to meditate, to breathe, to rest in God's presence, or to allow his peace to just wash over us. Jesus revealed a God not of wrath or vengeance, but of forgiveness, grace, and mercy, who wins his enemies with love, who won our hearts 
with love. In multiple places in the scriptures, God is referred to as the God of all peace. The peace of Christ is associated with salvation. If you have peace with God, you are safe. You are saved. Peace is the fruit of God's Spirit. It isn't something that you manufacture. To live at peace with God, with yourself, and with others. As it depends, the Apostle Paul said, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. We have peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a private peace like serenity now. It's a peace that is for us. It's a peace that is intended to be shared, a peace that we are invited to participate with God to bring into our world. The ministry of reconciliation, of peacemaking, has been committed to us. That is extending grace and forgiveness, loving even those who have wronged us or who may mean us harm. We participate with God in bringing peace to our world when we live at peace with others, extend peace, proclaim peace, and pass the peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. The peace of God that is both now and not yet is a peace that is between God and humanity, a peace that can be between us. Reconciled relationships, forgiveness, healing, empathy and understanding, solidarity rather than disparity, an end to all the divisions, the scapegoating, the walls that we erect, the barriers and the boundaries that we build of religion, denomination and doctrine, ethnicity, race, class, caste, social status, gender, sexual orientation, and age. Every dividing wall will be removed. We can scarce imagine such a world where everyone, everyone will live freely, without fear, without chaos and violence, without strife and division. John Lennon dreamed of just such a world in the song that he wrote almost 50 years ago, 1971, that song, Imagine. Here are a couple of verses from that song. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Dare to dream. God is more than a dreamer. He has promised peace and assured that it is happening and it will happen. Certainly there are times of upheaval when, when, when peace seems to elude us and sometimes false peace must be exposed, disrupted in order for true peace to be possible. Think about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who overturned tables in the temple. He cracked the whip on wrongdoing at the very heart of religion. 2020 has not been a peaceful year for our nation. Sometimes it seems like we are going backward, doesn't it? But the upheaval may actually be progress. Exposing the thin veneer of our civility, 
to the hard work that still has yet to be done. Peace is coming, but the false peace must be disrupted. This, too, is the work of the gospel, which is both spiritual and social. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. The gospel in word and action is good news for all of humanity. It is good news for all of creation. I know, I, I know that you long for peace in the world, as I do. Peace in our nation. Peace maybe in your family or home. Perhaps you long as well for peace simply within yourself. It is available. Don't let the peace of God elude you because things are difficult or disheartening or discouraging. I want to close with a story. On Christmas Day in 1863, great American poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was still grieving the death of his beloved wife who had died two years earlier when her house dress caught on fire. During the subsequent two years, Henry's oldest son enlisted in the Union Army to fight in the Civil War. On December 1 of that year, he received a telegram that his son had been shot and was at risk of being paralyzed. This father of six, now widowed, worried for the future, all while cannons thundered in the South, he heard the church bells ringing, pealing on that Christmas day, and the sound of those bells breathed peace into his soul. He captured his feelings that Christmas day, the tension between the present realities and the promised peace of God in his poem titled Christmas Bells. Here are a few verses from that, from that poem which became a song. I heard the bells on Christmas day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good will to men. Then from each black accursed mouth the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, good will to men. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, good will to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, good will to men. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, good will to men. The birth of Jesus heralded the advent of peace. Jesus' kingdom of justice and peace was actually breaking into history. May we dare to live into that peace. May we dare to live into Jesus' teachings and what he modeled. And may the peace of God in our hearts take visible shape in our world in ways that we can hardly imagine. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Let's pray. God of all peace, forgive our divisions, our fears, our hostilities, and our slowness to extend grace, forgiveness, or to be reconciled with you and others. Let peace be born in us as faith, 
Let peace arise in us as hope. Let peace surprise and overtake us like joy. Bless us, Lord, and give us your own vision and zeal to make peace a present reality. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. We pray this in the name of the one who is called Prince of Peace. Amen.